0: Everyone and welcome to Dump Him, aka the podcast. Literally, no one asked for. My name is Megan. I'm 29 years old and I live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, originally from the UK.
1: My name is Genevieve. I am 23. I live in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and I am originally from Michigan. I'm from Michigan. <laughs> all right. Every time. Every time. <laughs> so I'm sure you're all desperate to
0: hear why we decided to start podcast, and. Uh, Basically, we thought we were gonna be stand-up comedians. Yeah, right we generally. were
1: ready after our stand-up comedy one oh one class to take the New York comedy scene by storm. Um Yeah. It didn't end up happening the really, world did it? had other plans for us and our jokes. <laughs> so here we are.
0: Here we are. Um we decided to call the podcast "Dump Him. It's actually a really cute little uh, story, <laughs> isn't it? Cute. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we we were taking these stand up 101 classes in a in a dingy little basement in Brooklyn uh, that smelt very strongly of incense and I saw Genevieve and she was wearing the iconic Britney Spears dump him t-shirt and I complimented her on it and the rest we've of never history. been the same Friends for we've us. never been the same we just haven't looked back so it's very much a friendship founded on iconic pop culture references and so you'll see that sprinkle throughout this podcast i'm sure um and yeah it's mainly just a sort of very narcissistic face time it's a way for us to continue our relationship
1: and uh just we're growing our relationship for you all to hear and see exactly um so yeah here we go
0: episode one
1: yeah, and I just cannot believe how long it's been since we were together and we were out and we were in a bar. Um, it was Friday, Friday the 13th. <laughs> Friday the 13th, which is just ominous for all, but especially ominous for us. Um, we were at a bar just that had so much plywood, which is all that you need to know about bars in Brooklyn. Okay. And I'm sitting there I'm drinking my my beer and shot combo, the classic, the Brooklyn classic. And Um, a boy and Megan are just making eye contact. And I was like, okay, cool. Making out. (laughs) Oh my God. No, (laughs) no, no, no. (laughs) Just making eye contact. Um, which is the classic first step to making out, but, Mm. um, and so I see them making eye contact and I'm about to ask like, Hey, what do you think is up with that guy with the weird Brooklyn hat? And, before I could even say anything, Megan was just like whoop, out of there. She was just up. He was chatting, <laughs> and so <laughs> tell me, you did. You were taking full advantage of the situation we were in. Um, so, what happened when you chatted with this boy?
0: Well, you know, I was just um, I was just trying to really live in the moment. It was a very weird time. Uh, it was obviously the last time we were in a bar. We didn't know that it would be the last time, but there was very much sort of apocalyptic vibe in there. And I just thought, hey, this guy's been looking at me. Maybe I'll just uh, go over and have a little chat. And I just very, very normally, very politely was like, hey, it feels like maybe this is something we should commemorate. Like, do you want to come to the photo booth with me and my friend? Like, maybe he thought the photo booth was a euphemism for something. Maybe he didn't realize there was actually a photo booth in the bar. Um, I thought it was perfectly normal
1: and a nice thing to say but um, yeah it didn't really turn out that way did it Genevieve? Well no because as fast as you were out of your seat and talking to said boy a girl was at our seats and talking to us about her feelings about you talking to said boy and I couldn't believe that in the year 2020 these words were spoken to me. Uh, It was upsetting it was uh, it's so uncalled for uncalled for for sure you would that, think that it, you know we're supposed to be
0: women supporting other women like I just can't believe right. that she had the nerve to come up to us and say such hurtful things
1: yeah yeah I think that especially where we live there's a lot of a lot of women supporting women and we feel that narrative really strongly and this was just something that I I couldn't believe that we experienced, especially at a bar during the end of the world. Right. And it's really tarnished, you know, that's our last
0: memory of being out in the real world together. And whilst we have those beautiful memories of whiskey shots and um, cheap beer combos, we also now have to look back at it with this woman's words. You know, she really didn't think before she spoke. Right.
1: I I honestly can't even bring myself to say the words. Yeah, it, it's tough. I guess, I guess I'll guess i say it.
0: She she looked at me, dead in the eye, and she called me.
1: She called me weird.
0: Had such mean girl energy. Such Lana Got Cone from Princess Diaries energy, where she called Mia a freak. A freak. Such, not even just a freak, but a freak. you are such a freak like you are so weird
1: and I so weird
0: transported back to being like seven years old in the playground
1: yeah yeah I felt like a child um I felt like I was being yelled at by a cheerleader and I was just like an unpopular girl with glasses who was actually like super hot once you took my glasses off or something like that yep I just needed my glasses to be taken off but she didn't know that she just thought I was weird she thought we were weird. Such a teen movie moment and now that's all we have to remember of the outside world <laughs>
0: so we're, so we're going to take that weird energy and we're going to put it into this podcast and we're going to dedicate it to the bitch in the overalls. <laughs> <laughs> <one's for> <laughs> and the saddest thing about all of this is that we went to that photo booth together when uh, we were turned down by the guy in the hat.
1: My um, boy in hat and girl with the hat.
0: <laughs> yes, and the photo booth wasn't even working. So now we just have some sad selfies of you clutching your credit card where you were hoping to drunkenly purchase some photo booth pics. Um, and that's that.
1: A tragic tale of the last night that we were allowed out.
0: Wow. And to think it has been 73 whole days since then, that is wild. And actually even more
1: wild for you, Genevieve, because you literally just moved here, right? Yeah. So I actually moved here in October um, and we were just doing a little number crunching math. And I have spent 33% of my New York time in quarantine. So those 73 days hit different when they're out of 222. That is
0: kind of a bleak stat, I'll be honest.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little upsetting. Um, Yeah,
0: but but we'll pick it back up in no time. Exactly. New York's still going to be here. Absolutely. And did you always want to move to New York? Because for me, I knew when I was like super young that I wanted to live here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've always known I wanted to be in New York. I grew up in a super small town um, and It's just, like, I feel like when I say small town, people don't truly understand what it means by small. But, like, our grocery store is, like, a local family-owned grocery store. We had, like, something called a dime store. Um,
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Like, things were really cheap. (laughs) Things were a dime. It was crazy. It was, like, the 1940s. Mm Crazy. Yeah. It was a lot and so yeah I've always known that I wanted to do just like be somewhere bigger where there's just like more stuff and more people and people who don't know my entire dating history checking me out in the grocery line you know <laughs> yeah I guess I always thought that I
0: was from somewhere really small because I grew up in a village um but it sounds even way bigger than where you grew up and I think a key thing is that London was always really accessible to me like, right. I always explain that people are like I grew up in like the New Jersey equivalent um so it was like so easy to get in and i just think god for you you must have been even from detroit you must have been like a while from detroit and yeah
1: we were probably three or four hours from detroit
0: crazy yeah i find i think a lot of people will find your childhood pretty fascinating um <laughs> i guess so for, for me like i said being i'm very much a millennial and you're very much a gen z a gen Z-er. <laughs> I'm a, really zoomer.
1: Is that a, a Zoomer? <laughs> Is that a zoomer i guess that really proves how much of a millennial i am i didn't even know that term <laughs> i've only known that i was a zoomer because a millennial told me but, I'll accept <laughs> but it. A millennial boy that i was going out with so are we shocked no <laughs> no um but yeah if we look at
0: 2002 right i was 11 years old and religiously listening to The Strokes and dreaming of coming to New York City and being with like some skinny dude and a guitar and that's still very much the reality here.
1: (laughs) Um, But you in 2002, I guess you were what, five years old? Yeah, in 2002 I was five. Um, I had just gotten my ears pierced at Claire's and I also just got my first 22-gauge shotgun. So Best of both worlds over there. <laughs> I'm just going to need a little bit of time to unpack that. Let's just <laughs> rewind for the
0: people. So five years old, you received your first shotgun.
1: Mm-hmm. It was pink, correct? It was, yep, hot pink shotgun. It was my pride and joy. Good <laughs> shoot <laughs> pop crazy. cans, like it was no one's business. 2002,
0: very different time for the both of us, but very similar in a lot of ways, which is what's cool about this podcast it can be very sort of, 2000s heavy, um, and just kind of going into what that world was like for both of us, which is cool. Yeah. So, the 2000s were a wild time for both of us, um, kind of worlds apart, absolutely, but very much consuming the same stuff. And I was just so obsessed with America, I can't even begin to explain it. I mean, I have done to you several times, and I guess that's a lot of what this podcast is going to be based on. Um, but I think <laughs> I just the America that I was obsessed with definitely was not the America that you grew up in. Right. Like you have to tell people more about the traditions in your town and you know, there was like certain days at school. Right. Like, so I grew up watching TV shows or films where I was like, Oh, this is an American high school. Like this is what happens. And um, I feel like, I mean, you said you have some of those traditions with like, I guess you had cheerleaders and you had like even lockers. I'm
1: mean, Yeah, we did have, we had lockers. Let's not get too crazy. We had lockers. We had, um, we did have cheerleaders. We had Friday night football was a big deal. Um, but we also had some very like rural small town things. We would have a drive your tractor to school day where everyone who had a tractor, which was at least half of the school population, if not more, um could drive their tractors to school instead of their cars which just there's a lot of reasons for why that's not a thing like tractors can obviously make it long distances tractors are so slow I don't know why we're taking them to school just to say that we could I don't know I think maybe like a subtle a subtle flex of your tractor I don't know um we could have even had a whole like pimp my ride just in your town we could have we could have (laughs) it. <laughs> we also had the first day of deer season off every off of school every year. So the day that it was um, legal to start hunting deer, we didn't have school. And they always said that it was a safety thing, but it was more of a not enough kids would show up to school for it to count as a day of school kind of thing. Oh um, but I think that these kinds of things kind of also lead into why we have so much to talk about, which is that we were obsessed with the same parts of America, but I was just living a different part. Like you were always really obsessed with like American malls and I love the mall and I never got to really go because it was so far away and it was just, it would take so much to get there, but I was always obsessed with kind of the same things that you are not lockers necessarily, but,
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah
1: for sure and like I guess it's even now this sort of aspirational
0: thing that as adults in our 20s um we're still sort of we want to go back to that era and it was just such a glorious time I think as well like just being a kid on the internet like you have a good hotmail
1: account I never had a hotmail email I did have a yahoo though um and my yahoo oh yes yeah and I also I did have dial-up internet where we'd like the like the dial-up sound Yes, that was very real to know, you'd have oh to, so yeah, annoying
0: so have to annoying so finds kind of us together in a way
1: yeah yeah it's like my situation of just being from the middle of nowhere <laughs> <and> <laughs> is the equivalent of just being seven years older <laughs> oh right so the rest of America actually did have uh, they probably had regular internet. Dialogue, but... <laughs> That's what set you back the, <laughs> seven years so that we can relate. <laughs> and we're all thankful for it. Um, but my email address was violinGG. <gasps> did you play the violin? I did, yeah. I played the violin. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yes.
0: <laughs> my mum my plays the cello, so I think she wanted mm. to make me into, like a little prodigy, but I was shit, so... <laughs> um that idea was scrapped very quickly and then I went on to the flute mm. the only thing I could play on the flute was Mamma Mia so like, which track? Mm-hmm. which I wish I had a flute right now because that
1: is quite the party trick
0: um and I could because do of all, my <laughs> all the
1: parties we're going to
0: all the parties when I'd just be out in the street I guess uh, I'd need my mask you can't really play yeah play the, flute, the flute underneath the mask
1: Right. Okay. And then
0: um, basically cure coronavirus with yeah, Mamma Mia on the flu. I don't think they've tried that yet. Yeah. Hit me up. <laughs>
1: Call Megan. Yeah, a oh, Mamma Mia rendition and maybe some music therapy. She's got the cure. <laughs> Violin Gigi,
0: though. What a time. And yeah. where you, so like that was your, so it was Violin Gigi
1: at Yahoo. Yeah. And. Were you like a big video game gal? Were you, did you play The Sims? No, we never were really allowed to have video game consoles. So like no PlayStations, Xboxes or anything, which was just it really set me back personally. But when I was allowed to be on the internet though, I did have Stardoll, um, which was... Oh my God, yes. You told me about this. Yeah, we talked about Stardoll a little bit before and I got you hooked on that. Um, but... Yeah, the only video game I was really allowed to have, we got a Wii, I think, when I was in sixth grade. And the Wii Fit just kind of gave me body image issues because every time you would step oh on it, it would goodness. just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. I hate that. <laughs> so mean. Outfit, but... <laughs> it yeah, always meant all... my
0: balance. Like... <sighs> That's so sad. You know what you needed? You needed a PlayStation 1, like I had, and you needed Mary-Kate and Ashley's Magical Mystery Mall. 'Cause that shit was fire. Everything about it. Okay. So basically I don't want to go into it too much because like I could literally talk about it for days. <laughs> but they had a cup they had a few different games for different consoles. My favorite was Magical Mystery Mall because you could make your own music video and basically you could take the game, like the C D ROM, out of the console and you could put in any C D you wanted and you could make Mary Kate and Ashley dance. So there's like edits that people have done online like we'll have to share these with everyone so that they can enjoy them but like edits, someone did an edit to like pour some sugar on me There's, like, something, like, death metal of just like terrible graphics of mary kate and ashley olsen like twerking it's <laughs> 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 just iconic so that would be that's my number one video game i mean i am a big sort of like n64 mario kart like shout mm. out princess Peach.
1: Okay, I can play, I can play the, I'm not great at Mario Kart, but I can play Super Mario Bros enough to get by in the public realm. I can can play play it enough. But Stardoll
0: was such a discovery. Like, if anyone hasn't played Stardoll, get on it. Get an account. Yeah, I wonder if they've seen a boom, like, similar to Animal
1: Crossing, or even, like, Zoom. Uh, They've earned people it. should really be, yeah. People it should be it. in that. I'm 20, actually called a stardolf veteran because I was on there for so long. And I recently wow, was <laughs> what thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's... I'm like, I don't know if this is inappropriate. You know, this is why yeah, we're it. celebrating Memorial Day. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't even come up with the language. <laughs> They've called you that. They've called you a stardol veteran. That's what they say, yeah. I didn't even think about it being inappropriate, but a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, Stardoll obsessed. Everyone needs to get on Stardoll and we're
0: going to make it have a comeback. I am not going to lie. I did get quite frustrated with mine. I haven't played it since last week, since you told me about it. Um, Because I need to, to be honest, I'm just very jealous of what you've already achieved as a veteran. And I know that I'm not going to get on that level. So I had to really just take some time to look at myself and, Think, you know, what are my goals here? And, you know, I, I ultimately just want what's it called? Like your your
1: suite. Like, yeah, the, so I've got, I've got a really nice, they do call it a suite. I've got a nice, it's more of just an apartment esque. But I was looking at it for the first time in probably, I don't even know, 10 years. And I have this glorious Avril Lavigne poster hanging on the wall. Oh my and yeah, but a lot what, of my. What time, era are we talking though? If, um, if I was if it's you, I was it's uh, going to be yeah yeah, I was what gonna say. yeah you knew <laughs> I was a you no know I'm a let go, go of it. girl <laughs> <laughs> let go bitch <laughs> what makes us who we are really
0: and it exactly. and it keeps, keeps us on our toes keeps this friendship spicy you know
1: exactly because most people would think like if you love Avril Lavigne then you love Avril Lavigne you can't pit an era against each other and Megan and I are here to challenge that narrative for all of you exactly and we'll do yeah. that next week <laughs> when we yeah let's really do a deep dive in into these albums I think we should do track by track so track
0: one on let go versus track one on best damn thing okay. and um. we'll we'll just review and I think we have to admit defeat right like at some point
1: yeah one I of them mean, is
0: better you know that you're not going to say that a song on best damn thing is going to be better than Avril Lavigne I'm with you because I've sung that with you at karaoke, and that, I know what that song means to you.
1: Yeah, that song does mean a lot to me. And, I mean, that's the other thing that you, I'm going to say, have a leg up on, is that even though I was, like, really young, I was still listening to that song. I mean, it wasn't like the whole album was my was my jam, but, like, I'm with you. If I wasn't four years old, looking out the window, making a music video with that song, I don't even know what I was doing, you know? <laughs>
0: You know what? Because even now in 2020, it is a damn cold night and we are trying to figure out this life. So I think it just really, you know, it hits, in a, it hits different. You know? Right. Take and me by the hand. Timeless.
1: Take me somewhere new. That's all that we've...
0: Yeah. We, we didn't know that that somewhere new was going to be what we're in now, but Genevieve,
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> and that I song <laughs> was... It was a karaoke special. Um it was probably a one time special because I don't know if we will have the have the pipes to sing that one again. I don't know. I think we were ambitious with that track. I think we we did ourselves proud. I have been practicing a lot in
0: quarantine. Mm-hmm. I as anyone who's ever met me knows I bloody love to sing. I will sing forever until anyone tells me to shut up. And even when you tell me to shut up, I'll just keep singing. Um, I'm that obnoxious bitch at the karaoke bar where you're like, oh, really? Another one? She's doing another one? Before He Cheats, again?
1: Well,
0: she just goes, right now, she's <laughs> Like, I just... Oh. That song, Before He Cheats, is definitely my ultimate karaoke jam. But I want to up my game in quarantine. Like, I've got the time to really, like, practice my vocals, do some warm-ups, maybe work in some choreography. Mm-hmm. I was thinking... um, You know, in Britney Spears' Crossroads, in the movie, when she does I Love Rock and Roll? Right. And they have the tip jar. Like, I'm thinking that's our next move, is I'm just going to go full Britney. I Love Rock and Roll. And we'll get the tip jar, and then we'll use the tips to fund a road trip. A road trip.
1: Because it will be over, and we'll be able to go wherever we want to go based solely on your karaoke talent so I think that I'm glad that you're using this time to really grow the perfect way to celebrate And speaking of crossroads
0: um I was actually really angry because I was trying to find it for a really long time Mm -hmm. and it wasn't on like any streaming services but I believe now I found a version of it that we can rent so we should 100% watch that and discuss it in next week's podcast yeah let's bring that one back great everyone who's listening watch crossroads and we'll be join the conversation. Yeah, join the conversation. Join the very important conversation. And one of the
1: fun facts about Crossroads that I think a lot of yeah. people don't know mm-hmm. written by Shonda Rind. which is just insane because she never talks about that. Like I'm taking her masterclass, all she does is talk about Carrie Washington and Grey's <laughs> Anatomy, and she's holding out on one of the greatest movies of all time. Why would she do that? I don't People know. need to know. Like, Shonda, I'm not I taking this class for Like, <laughs> I mean, exactly. I'm taking this class for Kim Cattrall in 2002.
0: <laughs> Shout out Kim Cattrall. For
1: <laughs> Kim Cattrall, we if you're watching, you. we you. watching, we love you. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, if we can get anyone to listen to this podcast, let alone Kim Cattrall, we are going to be winning. Let's face it. So true. <laughs> true. What have you been
1: watching in quarantine? Um so full disclosure, I really want to watch something new, but this last week I've really been re watching a bunch of things I've already seen. So I rewatched New Girl for the probably fifth time. Um and I think that I've come to the conclusion that I am Jessica Day. Uh and then I just can't get on board with that. I'm sorry, but a programme in which Zoe
0: Deschanel is meant to be like a nerd. I just can't you have to how many
1: episodes have you seen? i just i've not even seen one the, the premise alone put me I' you have to, you have to kind of push through the per the first like probably three or four episodes the first three or four episodes aren't they make her really obnoxious and she's not that obnoxious um but outside of rewatching that show for the hundredth time i've uh i watched never have i ever which is yes. incredible incredible oh, so good
0: cried yeah. my eyes out mm-hmm. i cried so much beautiful day what a banger. <laughs>
1: Spoiler, yeah. alert. <laughs> if watching, spoiler alert you're that's not spoiler alert everyone you've, knows that from class we've <laughs> already watched Never Have I Ever because we're going to ruin it um, yeah it did make me think though about um, these teen actors who are not actually teen actors like I had to look oh up the, God, guy, yeah. the guy who plays Paxton is so hot and I was like wait does Mindy Kaling my age? lusting over a 17 year old boy right now this is not okay but yeah, you're right. He's, he's not 17. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually
0: like quite concerned for my internet history because I thought this myself and I literally Googled like why are actors in teen shows always old? And I did find out that it is a child labor law thing. And basically if you're 18, you don't have to like go to school anymore and they don't have to like, I think like the hours you can work are different. So, you know, you learn something new every day.
1: Exactly. And it can makes, you feel, about, it makes you feel a bit better. Just makes you a little bit better. Can we maybe just talk for one second about the last actor that you looked up, how old they were? Because I think that, I think we want to know. The people need to well, know. You're just going <laughs> to expose me like that.
0: <laughs> okay, right. Here we go. So I was watching the 2003 classic, Holes, with Shia LaBus, and I would like to point out that I am roughly the same age as Shia like a couple of years younger. So when I first watched that movie, he was only a couple of years older than me. <laughs> so if I find him attractive now, it's not weird, okay? He was 15. <laughs> and I was 13 when that movie came out. And we are now both in our, what, he's in his 30s. I'm almost in my 30s. It's totally fine. And I'm not just trying to justify it. Just trying to justify it. I can't even speak. I'm that nervous about my internet search history. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> think, I just, is it I, just me? I think he's so attractive. No, I think I know he, he's kind of a dick.
1: He was really cute. Um, I don't really find him attractive now, but I remember when I watched Holes, I thought he was really cute. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, even Stevens, different story. Like, he definitely had a glow up in between even Stevens and Holes. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe he, it was from digging
1: all those holes. To be fair, yeah, he was just out there <laughs> digging holes for digging the up those
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, is it's so they really set these unrealistic expectations because we were talking about this right, and I was showing you like pictures of me when I was sixteen versus you. I think you tried to fight me on this one, but I'm sorry, I definitely got a shorter straw than you being 16 years old in the year 2006 like what when were you 16
1: I was 16
0: in 2013 yeah like I'm sorry but <laughs> 2006 you're trying to tell me
1: like you had Instagram you've had like yeah filters. but the, like the beginning of Instagram though where like everything was over filtered and everything was cropped into that horrible like blurry oh my god yeah like it was just the worst like everyone was using like valencia and xx pro like to the full max and we yeah yeah we
0: love my main thing right i've always been like super pale a classic english rose complexion and i was obsessed with being tan probably as well in my quest to just be like an american like high school dream queen and I upped the contrast on so I'd take a photo with my digital camera, put it onto iPhoto, and just like ram up that contrast. So I literally look so painfully orange. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just think it's it's unfair that 16 year olds today are hot. And I
1: didn't, don't they're try, really and, uh, they're didn't un- try
0: and push my words there.
1: <laughs> and they're doing cute TikTok dances to songs that we sang. We walked so they could run. <laughs> and I'm honestly just exactly. playing. Well,
0: are we going to get cancelled now? Because we just said that 16-year-olds are hot. I'm concerned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we talked about our search histories. Yeah. This podcast is one episode <laughs> and one episode only. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> what a way. What a note to end on. I love that for
0: us. So <laughs> thank you so much to anyone who's listening. All two of you. Uh, we are so excited. You can go and follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at him. And um, we're going to be putting all our episodes um, up on dump-him.com. And uh, I guess all we want to say is, everyone, watch Crossroads, listen to Avril Lavigne specifically, Let Go, and the best damn thing. Um, weigh in
1: on our conversation next week. See you then. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs>